What's up, you guys? I am Heather Newman, and this is the Hashtag Get Unstuck Podcast, episode number 138. We are going to talk a little bit today about mindful eating and why it's good and what you can do. So, I am so excited you are here. Let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Get Unstuck Podcast with business mentor, health and fitness influencer, and trainer Heather Newman. Each week, Heather provides you with tips and tools to glitter your soul and add sparkle to your life. Let's get unstuck. You are not a tree, so let's learn to move, change, and find true happiness by creating a vision and living your dreams. For blog posts, business tips, fitness training, at-home workouts, and more, subscribe to GlitterU.com. Now, let's get happy. Here's your host, Heather Newman. Well, hey, my beautiful friend. Welcome back to the Hashtag Get Unstuck podcast, a podcast for all you ladies in the second half of life who are ready to take responsibility for loving yourself and creating the life you love living. Let's get going on this today. Hang on one sec. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to the Hashtag Get Unstuck podcast. Sorry for the repeat. I had a little technical difficulty here. But this is for all you ladies in the second half of life who are ready to take responsibility for your own well-being and create a life that you actually love living. I'm here to coach and motivate women just like you to look good and feel great in this second half of life. So, For me, after spending the first 48 years of my life being a total people pleaser and living with a scarcity mindset, I was stuck and I was just ready for a change. I reinvented myself, I stopped outsourcing my happiness, and I've been brave enough to live a different kind of life. So I'll be here each week to help you do the exact same thing. So let's get up, let's get dressed, and let's do this. It's going to be a lot of fun. So happy Friday. How are you today? If you are listening to this on the first day that it's out, then happy Friday. Friday is one of my favorite days. I love podcast days, although we're still trying to figure out which day of the week is best to release a hashtag get unstuck podcast every single week. So I would love your input. And the best way for you to give me that feedback is to actually go to www.glitteru.com forward slash prizes. And you can actually enter to win just for leaving feedback on the podcast at iTunes. So if you go to your iTunes, find the hashtag get unstuck podcast by Heather Newman and leave me a review and your vote for the best day of the week that you would like to hear or see a new podcast release, it's either going to be Mondays, Wednesdays, or Fridays. Lately, I've just kind of been bouncing around trying to look at the stats and see when people are actually catching it and liking it the most. But for you to just give me your feedback, your honest feedback would be the most like that would just be the easiest way for me to tell the people who are actually listening and be able to cater and give you the value that you're looking for on the day that you'd like it most. So today I would like to keep this as simple as possible. I want to just tell you a little bit about what I eat and drink and my thoughts about food and alcohol. So if you saw my post, I made a post a while back just about alcohol and, um, 
you know, I, no judgment at all. I just chose to personally stop drinking alcohol. Um, and I wasn't a big alcohol drinker. Like, when I say alcohol, I'm saying like wine. I wasn't like a hard alcohol drinker ever. I'd have a dirty martini every now and then. And I guess that is my um, alcohol per se. But that didn't happen until like in my 30s. But anyway, of course, this has evolved over the years, right? Like I think I've always had a pretty decent and healthy kind of non-dramatic relationship with both food and alcohol. I actually, like I said, didn't even start drinking hard alcohol or hard liquor until probably in my 30s, other than maybe if a friend had a shot and they were like, here, try this. And I just felt like it burned, like it did not taste good. And I thought, why, why are we doing this? But Anyway, in my 30s, I guess, is when the dirty martini came. It doesn't matter. But I discovered the pleasure of wine probably after I had kids. And it wasn't that I really loved the taste of wine. It was just one of those social things like, oh, you need to chill out, have a glass of wine. Oh, you want to socialize with friends, have a glass of wine. I don't know, but along with that, you guys came the cheese and like all the other things and I just didn't feel good and a lot of times I just didn't pay attention to it so when I actually look back at pictures of myself in my maybe 30s and 40 latter 30s of course because I had my children in the beginning I was not drinking with my children um but I would say maybe latter 30s early 40s doesn't matter I just look puffy. You guys, I did not, I, I don't know. I, I think I honestly look better and younger now. That Maybe not younger, because I, I don't know. I just look puffy. And I do think it's because of pretty much the, you know, like all that inflammation is gone ever since I stopped drinking, especially like drinking wine. I don't think my body liked wine. And the older I got, the more I was affected by it. So I, I don't even drink it sparingly, to be quite honest with you. When I say I quit drinking, I quit drinking. I have had a sip of champagne like a little bit of bubbly and when I say a little sip I mean a little sip not even drinking the little flute of it for celebrations for my kids like graduating you know milestones that we've celebrated together but I legit stopped drinking that was just a personal choice for me but uh, the older I got I noticed that I was affected by it more so Again, I don't drink it at all. Some people may choose to drink it just sparingly, but I'm really good with that decision. It's taken some time, and in the beginning, it took a little bit of work, maybe a little bit more intention to some some degree with more discipline. And when I mean discipline, it wasn't my personal choice or discipline. It was being around other people that were like, oh, just have one. Oh, one won't hurt you. Oh, it's okay. Relax. Have a drink. That is the discipline that I'm talking about. So it did take some time and actually some work. That intention was for me not to keep putting myself in situations that would bring that situation up for me. And these were just personal choices. So I just got better at making decisions, um, better decisions than wine. And 
every once in a while, I guess, after I made that decision, I would think about, well, I'll just have a half a glass. And then I thought, no, I made a decision. Like, why am I going to go do something that I've already decided is not benefiting me? It doesn't make me feel good, you know? So when I did drink the wine, it was usually something like, oh, I'll have a Chardonnay. Um, I couldn't drink red wines for whatever reason, whatever's in red wine, it did not agree with me. And I would get a splitting headache like immediately as soon as I drank some. So red wine was off the table for me. But I would do maybe like a Chardonnay or something of that sort. But again, looking back at photos, I just looked bloated. Like I looked like I was tired. I looked like I honestly was not loving my life and I didn't look like I was thriving. I looked like maybe I was even hiding from it or numbing from it. And I really do think I probably was. And at one period in my life, wine might have been the medicine of choice just because that's what society would put on me. And I wasn't standing in my own. I wasn't brave enough to live a different kind of life. I just went along with, oh, this is what's accepted, you know? So I'm glad I discovered that my body... um didn't love it. And I'm really glad that I paid attention to it. So I just want to tell you that little story in case you find yourself feeling the same way. If you feel like maybe your body doesn't love the alcohol or doesn't love the wine or whatever it may be, maybe it's just not the same. Maybe it's not reacting the same way it did at one time. Maybe it's not serving the same purpose for you, you know? I just want you to be brave enough to know that like if you are seeing a lot of side effects like headaches or not being able to get up in the morning and feel energetic the way that you would love to feel, I promise you that it's because of the Chardonnay that you're drinking at night or fill in the blank. So if I can do it, you can do it. Like you just have to wean yourself off and look at substitutes that your body would like so much better, which will be so much better for you and your mind and your body, for your emotions and just the way that you feel about yourself overall. So one of the things that I started doing, and again, this is, I'm not judging, I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm just simply sharing with you Something that worked for me and it could work for you or you can find something else maybe to fill in the blank that might work for you. I'm just saying that if I did it, anybody can do it. <laughs> I'm no unicorn, you know, but speaking of unicorns, there is this pre-workout mix that I started drinking back in 2017 and at the time, it only came in a lemon flavored, but over the years, it's evolved and it has other flavors. So now what I actually do is they, they make a berry flavored and I'll take a half a scoop of my lemon, a half a scoop of my berry. I'll put a ton of ice because I like it super cold. My Avian water. Yes, I'm a little water snob. I love Avian water and Fiji water. It's just my favorite. And yes, I can taste the difference. Um, I'll mix that up and I'll use my little frother so it makes like this perfect 
foam on the top and I will drink that. When I say that my pre-workout drink has become my unicorn juice, I mean that on so many different levels. It's not just about my workout. It's not just about my energy. Do I drink it before I work out? Absolutely. However, I also add something called hydrate to it, which is obviously for hydration. It has electrolytes in it. But if I go to an event, I'll never forget this. We went to a New Year's Eve party, and this was probably in 2018-ish. Or it might have been 2017, New Year's Eve, because I quit drinking alcohol on September the 14th of 2017. Cold turkey, done. I don't want it anymore. I don't need it anymore. I'm I'm going to be brave enough to live this different kind of lifestyle because that's what I choose. It's my life. I get to do it the way I want to do it and show up the way I want to show up and feel the way that I want to feel. So we went to a New Year's Eve party and of course everybody's having their alcohol, popping their drinks, you know, just getting at first it starts off quiet. That's how the evening usually starts. Everyone's very, um, mature, let's say adult conversations, you know, a little bit of laughter. And then as the alcohol starts to kick in, you know, people start getting a little rowdy and laughing a lot more and getting a little louder. And you know how that unfolds. Well, I stopped drinking. So what did I do? I was like, you know what, I'm just going to bring my unicorn juice. I'm going to literally bring my little packets, my little scoops and my water. And I'm going to bring some cucumbers, like you know, everybody brings a little dish or food or whatever. I brought cucumbers and I brought some hummus and I literally cut up the cucumbers to make them nice little rounds. And I had a beautiful platter and I took the, um, hummus and I would put like a little bit on top of each cucumber. And then I laid on top of that a little baby tomato, which I don't eat tomatoes, but it made a very pretty presentation. So I just didn't put tomatoes on mine, but I also brought my pre-workout, my unicorn juice. And I started making shots of my unicorn juice. And by the time it's all said and done, they were like, what are you drinking? And I'm like, oh my God, this stuff gives me so much energy. I feel so good. And the whole crew that was enjoying the evening with their alcohol ended up over at my little cucumber station with my hummus shooting shots of my unicorn juice, which was literally my lemon and berry. No, it may have not been berry at the time. It was just the lemon. My bad. It was just the lemon at that time um, with ice water and mixed up. And they were like, this is so good. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> so you don't have to have alcohol, you guys. You just don't. And the idea that some people think that they can't have fun without it, that may be something a little bit more deep-rooted that you need to do a little digging. Some people are scared to face that. Some people don't want to face that. And you know, respectfully so. Your life to live, your choices. But if you're listening to this hashtag Get Unstuck podcast, I'm pretty sure it's because you're looking to make changes in your life. And if you find that alcohol is one of the things that's that you're seeing side effects or feeling like you've got the headaches or you're just not you know, able to get up in the morning and feel energetic and feel the way that you would love to feel. I promise you that alcohol is contributing to the way that you are feeling, especially in the second half of life. So it's been a tough few years. Have you felt a little lost, fell off track, or maybe your life feels like it's been flipped upside down? Are you ready to get back on track with a simple jump start the healthy way? 
the seven day sugar detox sugar is the devil book is now available on amazon and barnes and noble it is a straightforward shortcut that tells you exactly what to eat and how to do this the seven day sugar detox sugar is the devil workbook and guide by heather newman will help you navigate a new healthy relationship with food it will teach you which foods work for you and those that don't this seven day sugar detox guide is meant to be a staple it's not a one-time use only book it's one that you'll want to keep coming back to over and over again for guidance it's, it's the, the permanent, permanent solution that you've been, been looking, looking for. This guide is used as a resource to get you back on track when you fall off. And we, we all do. It's a journey, not a destination. So happy to hear how many of you are enjoying this book, getting massive weight loss results, and use it as a tool after those binging weekends when you've really whooped it up. It's the perfect, easy-to-follow guide, including a grocery list and meal planning recipe options for breakfast, lunch, snacks, and dinner. If it's not on the list, it's not for us. Be sure, Be sure to grab, grab yours today, today and, and grab, grab one for a friend. The 7-Day Sugar Detox, Sugar is the Devil by Heather Newman is available in a paperback and a hardback version. Visit the website www.sugardetox7.com or simply find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble websites. Sugar is the Devil. Okay. So I'm starting with that. And then I'm going to talk about food. So I love food just like everyone loves food. But food is definitely not the joy of my life. What is the saying? Like, I eat to live. I don't live to eat. Um, I love food just like you do. But again, it's not the joy of my life. And I just decided to think that on purpose, you know. I just don't want food to be the highlight and the joy of my everyday being or on the weekends, you know. I want my life to be so much more exciting than just food. And just thinking like that alone has helped me a great deal in the way that I eat and the way that I think about food, my relationship with food. I think I have a very, like, clean pretty clean, healthy relationship with food. And I really like it that way. If I treat it like that, a healthy relationship, then I feel like it treats me the same way. So I really pay attention to my body. Again, just like with drinking alcohol, I pay attention to what my body responds to well and what my body doesn't respond well to. So with food, I'm going to tell you that I live on basically an 80-20 with food. I do coach, right? I am a certified nutrition coach. I dove deep into macros. I dove into creating programs for you and for my girls the skinny shred is my favorite program of all time if you haven't done it yet it's seven days with me you got to try it but even after all the certifications diving into working with a registered dietitian to to come up with my nutrition 101 program you know i realized that i can't help somebody with their nutrition unless they decide they want help with 
nutrition. So I can get on and provide value and give you education all day long. And I can listen to conversations and debates about, oh, keto works. Oh, intermittent fasting works better. Oh, you shouldn't have carbs. Oh, yes, you should have carbs. Oh, no, cardio is not good for you once you're over the age of 40. You should be doing resistance training. Like I hear these conversations all around in my circles every single day of my life. And I've learned to just kind of keep my ears open and my mouth shut. If they want the help, they know I'm here. If you want the help, you know I'm here. But until you reach out to me to get help from me, I am not going to offer you a solution or an answer. I have programs that do that for me. They're there for you to do on your own terms. I have a DIY version, which is do it yourself. Or you can come into my coaching. And if you come into my coaching and or life coaching, we touch on food and nutrition also. I do customized macros. I do customized calories. I do all these things. But the biggest lesson that I would love for you to understand If weight loss is where you're starting, because typically every single person, every single woman that I start working with, that's typically where they start is they feel like they need to lose weight. The biggest thing I need you to understand is that losing weight and losing fat are two very different things. And that's why you'll hear, oh, this works better, this works better, this works better, this works better. You know, it depends on what your goals are. And until you understand and dissect that alone, understanding that, let's say, you know, Susie over here, her goal is to lose 100 pounds weight loss, weight loss goal. And then you've got somebody else over here, you know, who wants to get really tone and lean and change her complete body composition. Those two women are going to have two totally different plans and two different ways to reach their goals. They're not both going to go after cardio. They're not both going to go after a low-carb diet or following a calorie counting or diving into macronutrients. Do you see what I'm saying? That could be two totally different things. And then you've got the age factor in there. When you're in your 20s, right, 20s and younger, you could pretty much eat whatever the heck you wanted and you could burn it off pretty good. But again, if you're looking to change your body composition, meaning your muscle mass, the way that you look, the way if you want your muscles to look lean, if you want to show your abs, that is body composition. That is fat loss. Weight loss is when you get on the scale and you're like, oh, look, I'm down or, hey, this size, you know, whatever size I was in is too big for me now. I fit in this size now. That's probably a weight loss, but could be body composition as well. So anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. That's pretty, that's deeper than I wanted to go for this episode. But I just need you to understand that 
there are plenty of programs out there. And just because you are learning that there's a certain way that works for you, like, oh, I, I'm going to do, you know, I'm not going to eat after nine o'clock. I mean, for me and my clients, I'm like, dude, if you if that works for you, that's fine. If you've got a habit of late night snacking, let's come up with another solution. But I'm here to tell you that if you eat a bag of popcorn at 10 o'clock, it's going to be the same as if you ate it at seven o'clock, right? Other than your body's trying to digest during the sleep and all the science behind that. But I, I think for the most part, most women already know what they need to do to lose weight. It's just having the discipline to make the decision that they're going to be committed and not only for just a temporary piece of time uh, another thing that we get caught up in is what are your goals are you looking to lose weight to be in a wedding and fit in a dress and go on a trip or go on a cruise and be in your bathing suit or are you ready to change your lifestyle and start living a healthier way that is sustainable for me, what I was going to say is I live basically with an 80-20. Now, there are times that I'll do my skinny shred. There are times that I'll do a three-day detox. I'll do a cleanse. I know what my body responds to. I know when I feel puffy. I know when I feel bloated. I know when I have inflammation. I know my body well enough to know what works for me, and I know what is sustainable. I have made huge, huge strives to be very mindful of my decisions. And I understand that I can still relax, have fun, eat a piece of pizza if I want to. I can eat tacos. I can eat chips and salsa. I just don't do it most of the time. But I do allow myself to, to live and enjoy life. And one thing I will not cut out is carbs. So when I hear that you're cutting out carbs, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's the only way you feel like you have you can lose weight. Because cutting out carbs is really hard. And unless you think you can do that for the rest of your life, I do not recommend it. There are other ways. Trust me. Okay, moving right along. I'm going to get off the soapbox again. I am here if you want to coach with me. I would love to be your life coach. I would love to be your health coach. I would love to be your fitness trainer. I do that virtually and I also do it in person. So, we're going to move on and talk about things that, you know, when I said that I personally use an 80-20 rule, 20% of the time I am trying to eat as clean as I possibly can. I'm sorry, 80% of the time, 80% of the time I am trying to eat clean, right? And what does clean mean? That means... 20% of the time, I can have the sugar, the flour, if I were drinking alcohol, which I'm not, 20% um, of the time. 80% of the time, I have these particular foods, and that's 80% of my diet. And I'm actually going to share with you exactly what it is, because it's pretty... It's pretty steady, and I mean that this is just what I buy. Like when when I order from the store or go to the store. Um, now, Ken, my husband, he's on a totally different diet. So I'm just talking about me. So I have a little list of anti-inflammatory foods that I absolutely love. And if you're over the age of 40... It probably applies to you as well because if you're under 40, like I said, you can get away with eating inflammatory foods. Um, 
a lot more than when you're over 40 for sure. Like you just can't. If you feel puffy and if you don't feel good and if you feel sluggish, um, if you're gaining weight, it's because you're not eating foods that your body is responding to well. So I'm going to read to you my little list that I keep inside of my cupboard door that I make for myself to remind myself that these are the foods that my body loves and these are the foods that I eat a lot. 80% of the foods that I eat are these foods. So let me get my list. Let's see. Okay. These are my personal anti-inflammatory foods that I keep on repeat and I try to keep stocked in my um, kitchen. Number one is cucumbers. Um, raw walnuts, raw almonds, olive oil, spinach, arugula, tuna fish, clean white tuna fish, berries, and I mean berries of all kind. My favorite are blueberries, blackberries, strawberries. Um, I like cherries, oranges, or those little cuties, those little tangerines. Those are on my list. Any kind of beans, um, lettuce. I prefer romaine. And thank goodness, avocado is on that list, right? <laughs> so, these are the things, like these are whole foods that all of us after the age of 40 should be in love with. Like our body loves these things. You could also add things like kale or salmon, um, even tomatoes. I don't eat those things, but I wanted to share with you. Those are also anti-inflammatory and good for anybody over the age of 40. I would say probably most of our bodies, most everybody that's listening to this podcast right now, your body will love this list of foods. So take this list to the grocery store with you until you have it memorized and, you know, pick out the things that you like the best and buy these foods and eat these foods on repeat. Then I'm going to add to that, that with my 80-20 diet, um, every single day, every single day, this is what I do. And if you follow me, you already know this, meaning on social media. I make my skinny shake, and I'm going to call it a skinny shake, even though that offends some people. Please don't be offended. This is not to trigger anybody. It's just what I call the shake. That's all it is. It's nothing more than that, okay? For me... I like to call it that. It's like my, it makes me feel good. I could call it my feel good shake if I want to. You can call your shake whatever you want. I call mine my skinny shake. And I make my skinny shake in my Nutribullet mixer blender every single day, especially after I get back from teaching bar class or going to the gym or working out in the studio. Every single day. So every single day day, um, I make my skinny shake in my Nutribullet and I'm going to tell you what's in it. It is one pouch, one little bag of my health food powder blend with PB2, usually a tablespoon of PB2. PB2 is like peanut butter, but it's in a powder form with way less calories and fat. 
Um, I'll do either like a half a banana or some strawberries. I can either make it very fruity with berries and all those things, or I can make it more on the chocolate side. And if I make it like I'm craving chocolate, I'll add some chocolate protein. I'll add some raw nuts, the raw almonds, um, even cashews, sometimes nut butter. Um, but I make this and drink this a minimum of five days a week. It's a no-brainer for me. It works for me. Just like you need to find something that works for you. This has been sustainable for me since 2017, and I've never looked back. It fills all the gaps. It's got all the greens, all the vitamins, all the nutrients, all the um, vitamins, nutrients, minerals, everything that vitamin, I said that, <laughs> nutrients, minerals, and veggies, that's the word I'm looking for, that I need to fill the gaps that I'm not getting through my other nutrition. It is a no-brainer. It fills me up. It helps me with my um, sugar cravings, and it's just been a win-win, and I will say that my husband does also have this. Maybe not as many days of the week as I do, but he does incorporate it because it's just a no-brainer, and you can actually sip on that like skinny shake. I'll have some raw nuts on the side with that, like walnuts or cashews or some raw almonds. And the other thing that I'm going to talk about with you today, we're already at 32 minutes on this podcast. I can't believe it. But I would say um, in the evenings, if I'm not teaching that day, the other habit that I have with my 80-20 rule is I typically will get out a pan and I will put it on the stove and put a little olive oil in it and I will chop up um, maybe some onion, garlic. If you like zucchini or squash, you can put that in there as well. I'm not a big fan. Again, I get that in my skinny shake. I cut up grilled chicken, um, spinach, garlic. Sometimes I'll throw in even some black olives. Um... And I will saute that and then I'll melt some mozzarella shredded cheese on top. Uh, sometimes I'll add some sunflower seeds. And you guys, that is like one of the most delicious things. Sometimes I'll put that over a vegan type of um, gluten-free pasta. Um, sometimes I'll just put it over a ton of arugula. And it's, it's just delicious. It's one, it's one of my go-to staples for sure. Another little tip is to keep, or I keep, I'm just going to say what I do. You decide what you need to do, but I hard boil eggs, and I always have a hard boil egg at hand if I feel a little bit hungry in between coaching sessions or something like that. I do like organic eggs, scrambled eggs. I add hot sauce, crystal hot sauce on there, and I'll add spinach. But these are things that my 53-year-old body wants and needs and craves to stay healthy and thriving every single day and that is what I do these are these are my go-to I'm not saying I don't eat anything outside of what I've shared with you today but this is typically something that I do on a daily it's very sustainable and I know a lot of clients would be like I can't eat the same thing every single day and I'm like you know what I don't eat the same thing every single day but 80% of the time I know what my body is going to feel best and it's not about like you know like 
again, I don't live for eating. I don't live for food. I fuel my body to feel the best that it can feel. And another way of thinking about this too, I had a coaching session with a a young lady who has a nine-year-old son and we talked through some things that she was struggling with and it was in the food category. And one of the solutions that um, we came up with or she came up with, I should say, is to think about, is this something I would feed my son? And is this something that would be the best option for my son to grow into the healthiest version of himself? So here again, here's a mom, right? We always put our family first, which I'm going to get you out of that. Not, I mean, you want to put your family as number one, obviously, but I told you before, we have to fill up our teapot before we can pour into the teacups, right? So as a mom, she's like, well, if I wouldn't feed it to him, why would I feed it to me, right? If I if I wouldn't feed my son a freaking martini, why wouldn't I? Like, he's underage, of course, but also, what is it doing to his organs? What's it doing to his brain? Is it going to develop? Like, she started thinking that's what helped her. I'm just sharing with you a client's solution was she thought about food in a different way. She started thinking, is this something I would feed or give my nine-year-old son who I want to become strong and healthy and be the healthiest, best version of himself? Well, if I wouldn't give it to him, then why the heck am I going to put it into my body? I thought that was brilliant. I just thought it might be a little tip. Could help you maybe take, take from this what you need, these little nuggets, right? So I'm just going to wrap up with this. I really want you to be aware of what you are putting in your body and why you're putting it in your body. And do you actually like it or like the way that you feel? Does your body like it? And does your body respond well to it? Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish? If you do, then it's what you're eating and drinking. And I promise you, this is so. So play around with it. You know, try things maybe like I'm eating. Try the way that I do it or set up your own little meal food plan and I personally don't even eat and drink a ton, but I do make sure that I feel good. It's about my body responding to the food and the fuel that I'm giving it. My body just doesn't need all that that processed, boxed, or salty. It just doesn't need it. Like the older we get, the less um, our body is going to need that kind of stuff. Like we don't know what to do with it and our body starts to hold on to it in ways that we don't feel good. So the anti-inflammatory foods are everything for us as well as staying really, really hydrated. Um, so those work hand in hand. And I really think that if you cut back on cheese, eh, I'm going to say it. I love cheese, but if you cut back on some of the dairy, um, you know, I went from having a lot more dairy than I do now. I still have it. I'm not going to like, you know, cut it out completely, but these were things that I was paying attention to how I was feeling the day after. So I have so much more. Um, I, I'm not going to be able to share it here today, but I never wake up with a headache anymore, you guys. Like, I always wake up just raring to go with lots of energy, and I really do owe most of it to what I eat and drink. And this this podcast is meant to encourage you 
and to give you some new thoughts and ideas around what you eat and what you drink and the relationship that you have with food and alcohol. And I want you to know that if you want to make changes, you absolutely can make these changes and coaching will help you make those changes that you want to make. So I have another group that'll be starting in July. My June group has already started and I'm going to dive into those ladies. They are amazing. I work with amazing women that want so much more to level up in their life and I've watched them come so far. It's so, oh, I love it. It just makes my heart smile. But I have another group that'll be starting in July and you can go to my website and sign up for it there. The way that you sign up for my monthly coaching is through my VIP at toneand10.com. That's T-O-N-E-N-1-0.com. And you'll see monthly VIP on there. Or you can do it annually and be a part of my coaching group every single month. Um, we do do some workouts and fitness, but you don't have to. You don't have to be a part of that. You can come in there for the life coaching sessions, or you can go to glitteru.com forward slash life coaching if you want to work more one-on-one -on -one with uh, you know individual goals and things like that. So there are spots available for you in there, especially the one-on-one, -on -one, and let's just clean up your relationship with food and drink, okay? All right, it will change everything about your life, and it will be so worth it. Okay, I love you for showing up today. Happy, happy summertime. Here we go. Here we are. Share this podcast episode with your family and your friends that you know, that really helps me. And if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast and you really like it and it's helping you in any way, please go to my page on Apple iTunes and scroll down to the bottom and it will give you the opportunity to give me five, five little bright stars and add some sweet words, some reasons why you're enjoying the podcast. All right. I appreciate you and I would appreciate the feedback so much. You guys, I read every single one of them. I want you to have a great Friday. Have a great weekend and I will see you next week. Bye. Hey, hey friends. friends. Thank, thank you so, you so much, much for listening, listening to Heather's Get Unstuck podcast. podcast. Her, Her goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact Heather's efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find Heather on Instagram at GlitterU, her website at www.glitteru.com, and or join the free Get Unstuck Community Facebook group.